what's going on? What's going on? There's a teacher walking in the classroom. What's going on in here? Marvin Gaye. In what is probably his most famous song, asked the question, what's going on? What's going on? Some of the lyrics are, mother, mother, there's too many of you crying. Brother, brother, there's far too many of you dying. You know we got to find a way to bring some love here today. Come on, somebody. Father, father, we don't need to escalate. You see, war is not the answer. For only love can conquer hate. You know we got to find a way to bring some loving in here today. Yes, what's going on? These are perilous times. And today I want to dive deeply into perilous times, but I want to deal with this generation of perilous times. When we look at society today, we see just how corrupt it is. And like Marvin Gaye must ask the question, what's going on? What's going on? When just a few days ago we heard where a two-year-old child found a handgun down between pillars and a couch and he killed himself. Several days ago, we heard the voice of a young man, nine years old, asking, what have I done? When he was shot in the chest by a law officer. What's going on? What's going on? The world seems to be in fear. When we got 18-year-old walking in an elementary school and killing 19 kids and two adults after he shoot his grand <clears throat> grandmother and wreck his car in front of the school. What's going on? What's going on? When a young man would go in Brooklyn, amen, and go into a store killing 10 people while yelling racial slurs. What's going on? An 18-year-old travel some 200, 300 miles just to kill somebody. When we hear about Wake County and other counties, being on lockdown, what's going on? Come on, somebody. When, when you can go and buy a high-powered Bushmaster XM-15 rifle, come on, somebody. And no questions asked, what's going on? Now, now, now that is another lesson altogether, but question remains, what's going on? In the words of Malcolm X, his use of the expressions, the chickens have come home to roost. The chickens have come home to roost. And the things we are seeing happen in society today are the result of the climate of hate, which is the byproduct of sin. And since we are celebrating our youth, I would like to use an excerpt from the 22-year-old African-American woman, Amanda Gorman who gave voice to a poem, The Hill We Climb, at the inauguration of Joe Biden. Amen. Following the devastating attack on the Capitol. She says, when days come, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, the sea we must wade. We brave the belly of the beast. She said, and so we lift our gazes not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. She said, but one thing is certain. 
If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and changes our children's birthright. She said, we did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it, we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So while once we asked, how could we possibly prevail over cat uh, catastrophe, now we assert, how could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be. A country that is bruised, but whole. She ended up on with these verses. So let us leave behind a country better than the one we left with. Come on, somebody. Every breath from my bronze pounded chest, we will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. Our people diverse and beautiful will emerge, battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light. If only we are brave enough to see it. If only we are brave enough to be it. So in other words, Amanda Goldman is saying, we inherit the past that we stepped into. Come on, somebody. I love that for our young people. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Well, 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 said, This know also, that in the last days perilous times will come. Proverbs 30, 11 through 14 says, There is a generation that curseth their father, and doth not bless their mother. There's a generation that appear in their own eyes. And yet is not washed from the filthiness. There's a generation. Oh how lofty are their eyes. And their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords. And their jaw teeth as knives. To devour the poor from off the earth. And the needy from among the men. Genesis 6 11 through 13 says the earth also was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted its way for, upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Yeah. Marvin Gaye said, What's going on? Let me phrase it like this. Why is there so much violence, especially among our young people? Amen. And as I stated in the opening message, the chickens have come home to roost. The youth of any nation are simply a reflection of the parents of that nation. Now, don't get me wrong. There are God-fearing parents who have tried to raise their children correctly. But nonetheless, when sin is not dealt with, especially by the people God has chosen to lead, if it's not dealt with in society, the result of those sins will always produce sin. And violence is manifested through hate. Let's deal with the sin. Well, in 1962, the United States Supreme Court made a sinful decision when they ruled to have prayer removed from schools. And since then, the rate of violent crime alone has risen over 330%. Within eight years after prayer was taken out of the school, gun violence moved in. Come on, somebody. Isaiah say, all awful is nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of, seed of evildoers, children that are corrupted, they have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked the Holy One into anger, they are gone away backward. So Mary Hagin, what's going on? Well, there's a time and there's a sin 
called desensitizing our children. Desensitizing our children. I know I got some school teachers in here. We have in society today what is popularly known as cancel culture. Cancel culture. Can I just talk to you? I'm not gonna, yeah. It's a social environment where boycotting, carding, and withdrawing support for people or organization, promoting social unacceptable beliefs is widespread practice. Church, when the word of God is preached, our culture now is to cancel them and say they're spreading hate. When the word of God is preached, the world is saying cancel them. Am I right about it? We allow children to dictate what they feel is right and wrong instead of obeying the will of God. We allow them at a young age to decide whether or not they will believe in God. And we forsake Proverbs 22 verse 6 which says train up a child in the way he or she should go and when they are old they will not depart from it. We've allowed children to rule instead of training them accordingly to the will of God. Proverbs 13 24 says he that spareth the rod hated his son, but he that loveth him, chasten him. We have desensitized our children by allowing every diabolical thing into their lives. We raise our children in a society that is controlled by the television and social media. Every demonic thing possibly come across the television and even more so on the internet. TikTok. 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 It's causing our young people to commit suicide. Hate and prejudice and lies, racism and pure evil spews from social media. Immoral sexual activity is in everything from cartoons to XXX rated movies. Perverse lifestyles are viewed as normal. Murder and violence and theft and racial discrimination, prejudice into wars, abuse of women, disrespect, and a multitude of other sins. Not only are molding our children's minds, but adults as well. I know this is something you don't want to hear. But you can cancel me out all you want to. But you can't cancel God's word out. People have not been transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And have been continually bombarded with these things. Oftentimes we begin to embrace those evil thoughts. And act them out believing there is nothing wrong because folk are deceived by the devil. Just watch your local news. Road rage. Road rage. Because folk believe there is nothing wrong with it. Murder and total disrespect and arrogance in people because they feel as though nothing is wrong with it. Society has been desensitized. The problem is that when we desensitize our children, we leave them open to demonic attacks. Desensitizing our children leaves them open for demonic attacks. And sadly, many people today are totally ignorant of the nature of demons. And many people, even so-called Christians, would prefer that they were not even mentioned. You don't like to hear about demons, do you? But today you were here. See, by desensitizing our children and leaving out the word of God in their lives, we open them up to demonic attacks and then we try to attach some kind of mental illness to them. Y'all yeah, right. don't hear what I'm saying. 
And when they commit tragic events, like the shooting in Buffalo and the killing at the elementary school in Texas, yes, they do have mental issues. But this evil mental condition was brought on by what was put in their minds. Many of them have committed those mass killings, have been exposed to evil and demons through resources, witchcraft, cultic teachings, or other demonic avenues that have opened the door for the devil's thinking to enter their minds. Isaiah 1, 5 says, the whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. Spiritual sickness is often a big part of mental illness. When our spirits are healed and hold, then our minds can think clearly. Psalms 23, 3 says, he restores my soul. So while mental illness are directly caused by some brain abnormalities, many others are due to souls that need restoration. You can't put it all on mental illness. As, as, as Reverend Gibson said, it's mind over matter. Unforgiveness, bitterness, fear, depression, anxiety, low self-worth, loneliness, betrayal, and other factors can cripple our souls. When our souls are wounded, we cannot think clearly. We see every life event through a distorted filter. filter. That's why the Bible says in Romans 12 too, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and profitable and acceptable will of God. We must remember, church, that this is a spiritual war that we engaged in. Can I get some help in here? Ephesians 6, 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. We must understand that we are spiritual beings, that we have a soul and live in a body. And if we embrace evil things, this is an invitation for demonic spirits to oppress us. But if we embrace Jesus and the things of God, the Holy Spirit will come and dwell in us. So we need to stop just saying they have mental illnesses. But start rebuking these demons in Jesus' name. Yes, we need a therapist. And we also need Jesus. Can I get some help in here? What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And my brothers and sisters, I hear President Biden and many others talking about we need to do something. We need to make laws. But Eva doesn't obey laws. Are, are you with me? I'm almost through. We need the people of God to do as 2 Chronicles 7, 14 says. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Won't he do it, church? See, there is a day coming. When Jesus Christ will return back on this earth and he will set up his kingdom here and there will be no more war, no weapons. They will all be gone. However, the day comes after the devil is removed from this earth and he no longer will cause people to war against each other. The Lord Jesus told us that there will be wars and rumors of wars. Didn't he say it? But we were to look up for our redemption draweth near. As people of the living God, we must pray for those in our society that do not know Christ and we must cover our children 
and love was in prayers of protection against Satan's plans of destruction. Luke 17, 26 through 30 says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be in the days of the son of man. They ate, they drank, they married, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. The generation living in the days of Noah was similar to our day right now. Corruption and violence are exhibited all over the world. And this is the time that the Bible speaks of when Jesus Christ will return to this earth and judge the wicked and the right. So we need to pray. We need to pray. And that is the problem in our world today. Our biggest problem have not been so much gun control, abortion rights, or gay rights, but our problem is sin, selfishness in this nation. And now the chickens have come home to roost. And unless we truly begin to take responsibility and repent, doing our part to change this world through prayer, mass shootings will continue. Babies and innocent children will continue to die. Families will be continue to be torn apart. And sin will continue to run rampant in this land. It's not a lack of money, a lack of laws, but the lack of God in our society. Y'all don't hear me now. It's a lack of God that has reduced this violence until we turn from our wicked ways and return to God. His ways, evil will continue to abound. Well, as I get ready to take my seat, my brothers and my sisters, we must save our children. We must save our communities. We must save our churches. We must tell the story. We need to tell this generation what's going on. Well, it said that over 2,000 years ago, a baby boy was born in a manger in a little town called Bethlehem. The angels of heaven announced his arrival. His birth was contrary to the laws of nature. The seed of a woman. His infancy startled a king. He was raised the son of a carpenter. Early riches were of no importance to him. At the age of 12, he amazed the Jewish leaders. In manhood, he ruled the course of nature. Calmed the sea by saying, peace be still. He walked upon the water like it was a highway. He healed men without the use of a pharmaceutical product. He never wrote a book, yet all the libraries in the world can't hold about him. He never wrote a song, and yet more songs are written by him. He never went to college, yet he knows all things. He never studied cardiology, but he healed more broken hearts than all dollars combined. He never started a school, Sister Carlin, yet he had more students than all the schools in the world. He's Alpha. He is Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. The first and the last. Before Abraham was, he was. He told Moses, tell them that I am that I am. This Jesus, ancient of days, older than his mother, the one who opened blind eyes, turned water into wine. They crucified him. He's the one they pierced in the side. The centurion cried, this must be the son of God. Herod couldn't destroy him. The grave couldn't hold him. The devil couldn't defeat him. The demons tremble at his name. Who is this God? God manifests in flesh, justified in his spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed in the world, received up in the glory. Who is this God? Who is this God? He's a keeper that kept you and I today. 
He's a way maker. When I think that there was no way. Who is this God? He's my joy and sorrow. My hope for tomorrow. Who is this God? He's a shelter in a time of a storm. He's my strength when I'm weak and worn. He's a friend to the friendless. Lawyer in the courtroom. Doctor in the sick room. A heart fixer. Mind regulator. Who is this God? Who is this God? When I was dying in sin, he saved me. He raised me. He touched me. He lifted me. Do you know him? He's a banker. When the bank says no, he's a comforter in the midnight hour. Who is this God? David said he's my fortress and my strong tower. Solomon said he's a rose of shower, the lily of the valley. Who is this God? He's wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting, father, prince of peace. Who is this God? Ezekiel said he's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. Uh, John the Baptist says he's a lamb that take away all sins. Who is this God? His name is above all names. And at his name, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Who is this God? Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Jehovah Tekishina, the Lord of righteousness. Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Come on church, Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Do you know the man that died on Calvary? Do you know the man that rose early one Sunday morning? Do you know the awesome God, the almighty God? Do you know the man? Do you know the man named Jesus? Do you have a personal relationship with him? Are you practicing a religion? Are you practicing being in Jesus Christ? Do you know my God? If you do, just say yeah. 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 Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Say yes. 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 We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Varina, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.